Hello! Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 21, Kentucky. <clears throat> Follow me on Instagram at Burning Springs. Email unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. I have two emails I'm going to read this episode. Facebook. Follow the podcast there. Type in Unreasonable Doubt in the search bar. Podcast page will come up. Hit the blue thumb. Like the page. Follow the podcast there. West Virginia loses again. That's four out of the last five games. West Virginia loses this one 83-76 at home to Kentucky. They blew a 17-point lead in the second half. That's not the first time they've blown a double-digit lead in the second half. Let's not panic. Yes, they've lost four of their last five. Two of those were road games that they were competitive in. And two were against Kansas, who's won the Big 12 500 years in a row. And this game, Kentucky, which as you saw in the second half, Kentucky has really good basketball players. Now, some of them cannot play Powerball. It is true that some of them cannot buy a pack of cigarettes. It's a fact that none of those guys that you saw play most of the game can purchase alcohol. But yet, they're at Kentucky because they want to play in the NBA. And a lot of players that go to Kentucky end up in the NBA. So, ranked, unranked, you know that there's a lot of talent when you when you play Kentucky, and they showed it in the second half. Uh, West Virginia again was up 17 in the second half. It was tied 74 all, and then Kentucky's one of Kentucky's freshmen who scored over 30 points. He hit a three, kind of contested. Miles was guarding him. And that was it. West Virginia scored only two more points after that. The good news, we didn't turn the ball over. (laughs) Only six turnovers, so it wasn't as frustrating as the Kansas game where we gave the ball away. Uh, West Virginia shot threes better, and by that I mean Carter and Bolden shot well from three. So that's good to see some shots go in. They still shot under 40% total for the game. And the good news is that this was not a conference loss. So any, I mean, it's a pipe dream for West Virginia to win this conference when Kansas has won it 600 years in a row. Uh, But technically, there's still only one game back. Uh, But there's a lot of bad in this game, of course. Another blown second-half lead. Uh, That second half, Kentucky was getting to the basket at will. Yes, they're talented, but a team like West Virginia that prides itself on defense, uh, Kentucky said, "Uh, well, that's cool, but we're going to get to the rim, okay? They also out-rebounded West Virginia 49-34. It was so bad in the second half, and I had to, like, one of those where you wipe your eyes for a few seconds and then, like, a reset to see if you're seeing clearly. And I did that. 
and my eyes were were okay because Bender and Route were playing together in the second half. <laughs> Uh, that's a Huggins message. Hey, get some rebounds. Uh, because I will put both of them in the game. That's how much I'm not impressed with the other guys. I mean, that is not a good place to be against a talented Kentucky team having Magic Bender and Logan Rout, no offense guys, on the floor at the same time. Um, so many fast breaks. Way too many times that Kentucky threw an outlet pass, and there was nobody for West Virginia able to guard what was about to happen. Uh, so easy points given up, again, from a team that prides itself on defense. Wolf. Random thoughts coming up. Random thoughts from the Kentucky game. Jay Billis was the commentator for this game. This is the second game that Billis has called. And West Virginia is 0-2 in those games. And Billis, I don't think he's putting on a jinx, but both games, he said, you know, West Virginia should be up by more. (laughs) And that analysis for both games has proven to be 100% correct. Because the Kansas came, West Virginia got outscored 43-25, And in this game, Kentucky put 50 on WVU and outscored the Mountaineers 50 to 28. So, Jay, you're right. Kindly stop being right when you're calling the WVU games. I talked about Bender and Rout being out there together in the second half. A main reason was that the forwards outside of Kanate. Had another rough game. Lamont West, Wesley Harris, aggressive freshman neck tattoo, and Issa Ahmad scored eight points total between the four of them. They were two of 16 from the field. And that's not going to get it done. They scored eight points, and West Virginia still scored 76. So is that a positive? I don't know. But Ahmad didn't score. Teddy had one point. Teddy actually was passing the ball pretty good, so I was encouraged by some of the things he was doing. Wesley Harris, he shot a three. And I don't. I, I think I'm at the point now where I, I'm going to add him to the list with Teddy and a bunch of the other guys that don't need to shoot any threes. And then Lamont West, it's just he's not, he's not getting the looks that he was getting earlier in the season. And so he's trying to force it, and he's not making hardly anything. And he's falling down the trust rankings. So got to get better because need those guys in, and definitely, no offense guys, definitely leave Bender and Route not on the floor together. We can have one at a time, guys. But it can't be both of them. <laughs> it does. It blows my mind that on game twenty-one, Huggins has re- had to resort to putting out Bender and Route out on the floor at the same time. I mean, I'm still. I can't wrap my head around that. 
It's getting too negative. Let's move on to an email sent to unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. This email comes from Nicole Landolf. She's from Charleston, West Virginia. Her subject line is 70s R&B. And this is in reference to the last episode where I was stuck in a hotel late at night recording the podcast and had to do my quiet storm voice. Hey, the whole episode I talked like this. Oh, yeah. So that's in reference to that. Nicole writes, Dear Josh, on behalf of your female listeners... <laughs> ah... I vote you use this voice going forward. Oh, yeah. Nicole Landoff. Thank you, Nicole, for that email. It's amazing on a couple of fronts. First of all, it's amazing because I don't know Nicole. And so when when she references the female listeners of this podcast, the only ones I imagined were my wife... And some other family members, I know my mother does not listen to this. But it's amazing that there are female listeners that I'm not related to. So, Nicole, thank you for that revelation. And then, to get an email from a female, the only other female that wrote the podcast was Qaddafi's niece. Um, Mama Qaddafi? Uh, who is no longer with us, but is but his, his niece is with us, and she wrote the podcast. But I don't think she listens to the podcast. She she wanted to give me money. Anyway, thanks for the email. Final thoughts coming up. Final thoughts for the Kentucky game. Going to read an email. Another email. Two emails in between podcasts sent to unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail dot com. This email is from Ron Stumper, and I don't know Ron, and I'm not related to Ron. So that's two emails, never happened, sent from two people I don't know, I didn't think that was possible, and I'm not related to. It's unbelievable that the dozens of you that listen, some of you don't know me personally. So I appreciate everybody that listens, but especially people that have never met me. It's Hard to imagine that that's possible. So thank you very much. But Ron writes, Ever wonder why we always play better as underdogs and how we get ranked really high and then lose to TCU or Pitt 2007? I have a thought on that. We always hear the fans say, We don't need four and five star kids. We can take two and three star kids and turn them into superstars. Pat White, Owen Schmidt, Steve Slayton were all rejects. Javon Carter and Skylar Howard were not recruited by any D1 school except WVU. But the thing with those two and three star kids, they're not used they're not used to the limelight. They're not used to being the center of attention. And when those kids finally get that attention they think they want, they can't handle it and they buckle. Mostly subconsciously. Those four and five star kids are used to it. They've been touted since they were 13. So when crunch time comes, it's normal. That's why Duke, UK, and KU are always on top. I don't know. Just a thought. Again, thanks, Ron, for the email. Uh, Interesting perspective. Uh, One man's opinion, my opinion. Uh, You're overthinking it. 
uh, talent does matter. And you're right. Duke, UK, and KU always do really well because they get really good players. Now, WVU can be ranked top 10 in the preseason for one reason. And it's because that really good talent that goes to Duke and Kansas and Kentucky, they leave after one year. And so that doesn't balance it out all the way because talent still usually wins even if it's young talent. But it experience with pretty good players, you can be pretty good. And West Virginia has proven that. So I like the system where the way it is now because it makes WVU look better and be more competitive uh, for college basketball as a whole. It's not a great system. It weakens the product compared to what it was back in the 80s and even early 90s. Uh, but I'm not complaining. But uh, to say, and also, listen, man, I know you didn't mean this, but we can't compare WVU's basketball loss this season to TCU to West Virginia's football loss to Pitt in 2007 that kept them from being in the national championship game. It's it's not on the same planet. Uh, but interesting thought. Uh, I think it's I think it's simpler than that. And because and another thing, all the players that get recruited to D1 schools were really good in high school. They were probably their best the best player on their high school team. So they're used to some kind of limelight. It's um. But anyways. Also, thanks, Ron and Nicole, for sending me your top five uh, TV shows. I'll definitely check out a couple of those. So keep sending those, unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. That's it for this episode. Listen to Unreasonable Doubt on the Anchor app, anchor.fm slash unreasonabledoubt, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. If you go that route, subscribe, rate the podcast, five stars, review the podcast. Those are nice things to do. Next game for WVU is Wednesday, 7 p.m. ESPNU at Iowa State. Iowa State is probably the worst team in the Big 12, but they're at home. So West Virginia, um, the panic word is on the table if they lose the next game. Just preparing you. That's it for this episode. WVU is 16 and 5.